With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. It is a Tuesday morning. Alan Wishart in the host chair, Steve on the board, and we are ready to go. Nicole Bryant, with she is the CEO of the Northern Regional Construction Association. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad yourself. Hi, Ted. Thank you. Good. Now, before we get into the new program you guys are going, this is a question I always like to ask when I've got a group with a name like Northern Regional. What region does the NRCA cover? Uh, well, we're pretty much the whole northern part of British Columbia. So we go as far south as Williams Lake and as far east as uh, the border, as far west as the uh, the coast, and then all the way up to the Yukon border as well. Wow. Yeah, a large geographical area. Yes. Yeah. Now, you guys have got a new program, Building Up Inclusive Leaders in Trade. Now, this is a new program. Do you know of any anywhere else, say, in the province that has a program like this? Um, not under a, a construction association or association like ourselves. I know mm-hmm. that sometimes the high schools will um, do a similar program in their shop classes where they, they build a, a shed right. to, uh, to introduce students to different aspects of construction. Okay, so that's basically what this program is going to be doing, but it's being run by the association. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Now, you cover the entire northern half of the province, as you were saying. Um, are you going to be taking in students from the entire north in the project, or for now are you just going to be working with students from Prince George? Um, for now, we're just working with students uh, from Prince George, just given you know travel um. Um, difficulties. Uh, we wouldn't um, not accept an application from somewhere regionally if a student wanted to come, though. Okay. Now, how long does the program last? It's a two-week program, so we run wow. from August 14th to August 25th. So that's that's pretty good. And now, you said they're putting together a shed. I'm a, I'm guessing the plans are already in place, or do they have to plan the shed themselves as well? No, we have the plans that are drawn. Um, they uh, scout and engineering donated their mm-hmm. time to the association mm-hmm. to help uh, draft the plans of the shed. But in the opening part of the program, uh, the, the first couple of days. Um, it'll be a matter of going through those plans in detail and sort of understanding how to read those plans. Okay, so they don't start. So they're not going to come in first day and just start throwing pieces of lumber at each other. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> now, how many students are you going to be taking, and what age group are you looking at? Um, we're looking at approximately twelve students mm-hmm. in grades nine and ten, so twelve, uh, so thirteen year olds. Okay. Now. Is, are there any other qualifications that the students should have before they apply? No, not at all. Just an interest to, to learn the trades, um, even even if it's not a burning interest, just a um, you know any kind of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're really looking to see, or we're looking to give students the opportunity to understand what a career in trades might look like, um, and and what working in the trades in the very aspect various aspects of construction are all about. And I'm guessing then they will be involved with all of the different trades in putting together the shed. Like you're not going to have some of them assigned to being a specific job and others assigned to another specific job. That's right, yeah. So they're all going to get a chance to do different different parts of the project, um, whether that be electrical 
or um, carpentry, mm-hmm. um, you know, some roofing and some siding, um, as, as well as project planning and, you know, dealing with materials and safety. So a lot of different aspects of the trade. So they w- it will be as if they were out on a very small-scale construction project. Correct, yes. Now, how big is the shed, and what's going to happen with it when they're finished? <laughs> the shed is about uh, 10 by 12, I believe. Okay. Um, and it, it will be built on, um, on skids so that it, it can be trailered afterwards. And the idea is to auction the shed off at our awards uh, banquet that happens in September. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, will, is the shed going to be painted at all? Or? It'll be finished. So okay. we have um, siding. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. yeah, so we have a lot of materials that have been generously donated by by our members um, and different companies that are involved with the Northern Regional Construction Association. Mm-hmm. And so we do have a siding package um, that will be going on, on the shed itself. Okay. So basically, the students will be working basically from the ground up. They'll have the plans, go over the plans, make sure they understand what the plans all mean, and then just mm-hmm. go to it. Yeah, you bet. Jeez. And, they, and they've only got two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, you know, obviously, the instructors who are involved with this, they have to also recognize that that's the timeline, right? Like they can't be saying, oh, well, we'll take a couple of extra days to do that part of it. Yes, yes. So we do have, you know, a pretty structured timeline laid out. Um, and, you know, there's certain parts of it that we may have to prefabricate um, leading up to it, just so okay. just to save a little bit of time. Yeah. Okay, so but the students will get as much hands-on experience as it's possible, given the timeline. Absolutely, yes. Now, jumping from there to what the students could look in the future, what is what's the outlook for jobs in construction in the north right now? Like, are the trades needing people? The trades are absolutely needing people. We have a shortfall of uh, skilled workers in in construction, and and not just in the trades directly, but Mm -hmm. all throughout. Um, But we have a lot of unfilled jobs, and and that number is just climbing. Um, And so we're really looking to our our youth and having them understand that the the trades is a viable career, um, and and it's a rewarding career. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, these are grade 9 and 10 students, so when they finish this project, they're not going to be able to go directly into the industry, though, right? No, correct. <laughs> they won't be able to go directly into the industry, um, but we do have an option for them to come back to us the following summer and enter into an internship. So if they oh. would like to um, explore further in, in their career, mm-hmm. uh, we can place them in a two-week inter- internship the following summer. And then we can point them in the right direction of what career path that they can take. Um, we do have the CTC program, which is available to students in School District 57, as well as just career planning uh, throughout their high school um, years to get ready to go into different aspects of construction of the trade. Yeah. Now, the internships that you mentioned, are those already in place, or is this something that's going to come online next year, basically to facilitate the students who are in the BUILT program? Yes, so it will come online next year for the students that are in this cohort this year. Okay, so they've already got an idea. They do this two weeks. Then 
they've got the school year basically to figure out what they want to do. And then if they have that interest still, they can apply then for the internships. Correct, yes. Okay. Now, the students who are in the built program, would they have precedent or would they have preference for the internships next year? Yes. If they've come through the SHED program, then they would have um, first option to take internships next year. Okay. And assuming everything goes well this year, like the timelines work out and everything, are you figuring on keeping the built program going from year to year? Yes, we're looking at a, a three-year pilot right now, okay. um, and so we're hoping to run it for three years and, and sort of evaluate uh, at the end of the three years how, how we're doing with that. And then there'll be three sheds up around town somewhere. <laughs> Correct. But there, right now, the three-year pilot project, you're figuring you'll stick with the same basic thing, though, building the 10 by 12 shed each time? Now, if someone gets into the program this year for BUILT, and they're saying grade 9, could they come back into the BUILT program next year in grade 10 rather than going into the internship? Um, well, I guess that just depends on whether the pro- how subscribed the program is. Mm-hmm. The preference will definitely be given to new applicants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now, how, what's the deadline for people to apply if it starts in the middle of August? Uh, we're looking at uh, the middle of July, so we've got July 15th as our deadline right now. Okay. And yeah. then um, will the will the people who are running the program, yourself or someone else, be doing interviews with the applicants just to see for sure that they are going to fit? Um, no, we have a pretty... Um, uh, a pretty good application online that outlines their interest in the program. So we feel that we'll be able to get a good feel for what their, what their interest is through the application. Okay. And if somebody indicates that they have, say they have a particular interest in say electrical work, would you take that into account? If they get into the built program, would you have the instructor try to make sure that they do the electrical work? Yeah, for sure. We okay. would definitely want to make sure that their interests are, are um, looked after. Okay. But then anybody who just says, I kind of like to get into construction, I, I like working with my hands and stuff like that, but they don't know exactly what, they're the ones who are going to probably be going from one job to another as needed. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Now, you mentioned online application. Mm-hmm. What is the website? Uh, it's www.nrca.ca. And then you can uh, find the link to the built program, and the application will be there. Okay. And now, building up inclusive leaders in trades, are you then looking at specific um, kinds of students, shall we say, like First Nations? Correct. So we are, um, the applications are open. Mm -hmm. Um, We will accept applications from all students. Uh, Preference will be given to groups that are in equity-seeking groups, Mm -hmm. Uh, women, uh, so women, uh, indigenous, and of course it covers youth, Um, but it's not specifically exclusive to equity-seeking groups because part of the program is not just uh, welcoming our, our diverse um, population, but it's also teaching our population how to be a diverse workforce. Okay. Yeah, so just like a First Nations woman who applies and gets in can't assume that she's only going to be working with other First Nations people or other women. She's going to be Correct. working with everybody. 
Yeah. Okay. Wow. This sounds like it, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun, actually. I'm hoping so. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm also guessing in the first couple of days when they're going over the plans and everything for the shed, there will also probably be some talks about safety, I hope. Yes, absolutely. The first the first day is plans and safety. Okay. And all of the students will be um, given uh, personal protection equipment, ah, like a hard hat, a right. vest, safety glasses, um, and, and gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make sure that they are, um, you know, well outfitted on, you know, for the program, yeah. and and be taught about general safety in in the program, as well as every day, just you know, like a toolbox talk, like they would on a mm-hmm. job site. Okay, mm-hmm. and I am I'm guessing the tools are all provided as well. Correct. Yeah. All good. So you you're not expecting the kids to show up with the electric drills and stuff like that. No, 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 we have all the tools provided. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you've gotten a lot of buy-in from local construction groups. We have. We've got lots of support from our membership mm-hmm. um, and and local businesses, and we're just really excited about them uh, contributing and, and being a part of it. Now, did you have any trouble lining up? Um, I, I almost hate to use the word instructors, but that's basically what they are. Did you have any trouble lining up instructors for the program? No, so we have uh, a high school teacher who has come forward, who who is going to be running the program um, as the instructor, and then each day we'll have someone from the industry, um, you know, a subject matter expert yeah. of sorts, whether it be on on safety or um, framing or roofing or electrical, and they'll be there for the day to to take part in that task. Great. Nicole Bryant, Northern Regional Construction Association CEO. Again, what's the website for people who are looking for information on the Building Up Inclusive Leaders in Trade program? I think I got it right. Yes, that's (laughs) www.nrca.ca. Okay, Nicole, thank you very much, and good luck with the program, and I'm sure we'll be chatting with you again at some point. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Take a quick break. Be back with more after 9. Find out what's happening in and around Prince George for the latest community events and happenings. Tune in to After 9 weekday mornings at 9 o'clock on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Your host for the day will interview everybody from local politicians to cultural contributors and a whole lot more. Stay in the know with After 9 weekday mornings at 9 o'clock only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. If you missed the live broadcast, catch the repeats every Sunday to Thursday night at 10. Ron's Hole in the Wall is now open six days a week in the Q3 Creative Business Hub. Stop by and check out his great assortment of books, magazines, DVDs, and collectibles. Tuesday through Friday between 10 and 2. Ron's Hole in the Wall is also open during the Q3 Community Market, Saturday from 8.30 to 2. Drop in regularly as always something different in store. Ron's Hole in the Wall now open Tuesday through Saturday in the Q3 Creative Business Hub, downtown at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. Learn to love your smile again at Der Denture Center. Der Denture Center offers a full range of denture services from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Der Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation. No referral required. For help with your existing set or if you need new, Der Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. 
Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. A 30% chance of showers this afternoon with the risk of a thunderstorm. A high of 27 with a high UV index. Partly cloudy tonight. A 30% chance of showers early this evening and the risk of a thunderstorm. A low of 11. For Wednesday, sunny in the morning. A mix of sun and cloud with a 60% chance of showers in the afternoon. A high of 29 with a high UV index. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, this, as it turns out, is my final After 9 show for the month of June. Because on Saturday, it's July the 1st. And on Saturday, July 1st, what is... Oh, that's Canada Day. And now I'm hoping I've got this pronunciation correct because we have spoken before. I'm trying to remember Doug Hofstad. That's correct. The community coordinator for the city... And you guys are doing something on Saturday. Yeah, I think we're going to have a little bit of a shindig, perhaps. We're we're going to see what we can do. Yeah, now, this must be nice, because you had, if I remember correctly, you had one last year after missing at least one because of COVID, I'm thinking. So, um, yes, we're looking at the uh, Canada Day celebrations at the park, Mm -hmm. at Clay Clay Tanay Memorial Park. Yeah. Um, We did have an event last year. Um, This is the first year that the city's actually integrally involved. Um, It was started around 50 years ago by the Multicultural Heritage Society. Yes. So, yeah, COVID did put a little cramp in their style for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but we're back and strong. Okay. Now... Is the city getting involved because the Multicultural Heritage Society basically said we just we just can't handle it anymore? Well, COVID was tough on a lot of different yes. groups, um, especially volunteer so, groups. Yep, um, exactly. Uh, so uh, they recognized that the uh, the capacity was challenging, so mm-hmm. they asked us to get involved, and we said Canada Day is a very good event. Yes, we want it to be a success, and we're working with them to put it mm-hmm. on this year. Now, one quick question I've got to ask. Because this is a this is part of the city thing, and I know even when it was being run by the multicultural group, city buses, they run special routes that day, if I remember correctly. Or you know what? They? I am not entirely sure okay. to tell you the truth, so I I, can't, okay. I couldn't answer that one. You have to okay. talk to our transit specialist yes. about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, or you just probably go to PG Transit and they'd probably have the information because I know in the past there were times where I would catch a bus at Pine Center or I think Spruce Land was the other one where they had the special routes running on Canada Day that just ran from there down to the park. Like they didn't run specific paths. Yeah, um, and it, 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 it's it's forecasted to be a beautiful day, oh. so walking is always encouraged. Yes, it's also forecast to be fairly warm, so a hat is encouraged. A hat is always encouraged. It is uh, supposed to be overcast, plus 21, which Oof. is always nice. Yes. So uh, we're looking forward to a great day in the park. You're hoping that that forecast is correct. We always trust the weather forecaster, don't we? When it's good? Um, yeah. Yes, when it's good, <laughs> yes. So now, when is Canada Day running? So um, the event basically starts at 11 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and it runs till 6 o'clock at night. Um, and the, the city's Parks and Recreation Division is hosting it, along right. with the Multicultural Heritage Society, mm-hmm. as I said. Um, and we're basically following the same blueprint that they've developed mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a multicultural entertainment yeah. on the Copar stage throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And, and you can find the schedule at uh, princegeorge.ca slash Canada Day. And as I indicated, Copar administration has been kind enough to sponsor all the entertainment for the day. Um, the Multicultural Heritage Society's blueprint yeah. also had 
food, multicultural mm, vendors for yes. food, which is always good. We have 18 different vendors, which I think is the most we've had, wow. which is really good. Um, and it's been sponsored by Canadian Tire. They're kind enough to help us with that. They, they are big. They are. Sponsors. And I know for my family, our big tradition is to go and buy one plate of food. Mm-hmm. We share it amongst us all. Then we go to the next vendor. Uh-huh. We have another plate of food. We share it amongst <laughs> ourselves so that we all get a taste of a lot of different things. Not everything. No. 18 plates of food is a bit too much for my family. Yes. But uh, we try to get a variety of things, and it's wonderful food the entire oh, time. Yeah. Then after that, um, the kids always go and enjoy the bouncy castles. We have a kids' zone. Oh, I was going to ask about yep. that because that was something I remember some years ago because I don't know. You've probably been in Prince George for quite a while. I know I have in and out of the city a few times. But it seems to me some years ago there wasn't really a designated kids' zone. In so, the park. yeah, uh, for Canada Day, yeah. we, we have uh, four big bouncy castles. Mm. We have a big tent for more passive games and stuff. Yeah. The library, the YMCA, and Big Brothers and Big Sisters are helping with those kind of activities. I better, I better make a note of that because I've got Jen from the library coming in next. Great. I should maybe good. chat with her about you that. You should. Yes. I think they're going to bring their big chess game, too, which is, Ooh, you know, three-foot-tied yes, chess pieces. Boards, which is good. Yeah. Um, Engage Sport North is going to be doing some more active games. Okay, yeah. We have Mandy doing the face painting, which is oh. always a smash success. Yeah. If, if there's an event in Prince George, Mandy's going to be there. Yeah, so it's she can get simple. your kids, get your face painted get there early the lineups are unfortunately oh, longer I know. um this year we're the first time we're doing um the makery is coming to the oh, pavilion yes and doing a craft i think it's going to be kind of a bubble blower mm-hmm. which is always good um there's there's always tons of things to do yes um but i've always found for myself and our mm-hmm. family the best thing is you go to the park you throw out a blanket some lawn chairs enjoy the park mm-hmm. with some friends my kids always bug me because I can't walk 10 feet without bumping into somebody I know. Yes. And you sit and reminisce and talk about what's happened in the last little while, which is always good. Sometimes, sometimes it's been a year. Uh, sometimes it's been a year. And, you know, I've been I've been with uh, Parks and Recreation for over 30 years. Wow. And I've always found that these kinds of events mm-hmm. are the best way to create a sense of community. You yeah. cannot do anything better than that. So if you're available next oh. on, on Saturday. Yeah. Come and visit with ten to 20,000 of your closest friends. I have one suggestion, though, for people who are out walking in the park on the trails and everything, on the paths and everything, and then they be- meet a friend. Step off the path to chat with them because it's so hard running an obstacle course around all these people who are chatting with their friends right in the middle of the path. It, it, it is, especially you have people who have wheelchairs, people yes. with strollers, those kinds of things. That, yeah. yeah, chatting on the path, you know. If you can, go off to the side. There's yeah. always, you know, oh. kind of uh, protocols you have just yes. to be a, a good neighbor. Now, you were mentioning the Kopar stage. Correct. Now, is that the band show? That is the band show. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just checking. Because I was thinking, are they bringing in a whole new stage and getting and not using the band show? No, they've no. just okay. been kind enough to sponsor yes. it. So we call so. it the Kopar stage. Yeah. Now, is it the usual format there for entertainment where a lot of it, again, is multicultural? Absolutely. We have a, you know what, I don't even know how many groups, 18 to 20 different groups. They come on for about 10 to 15 minutes and uh, throughout the day. Um, At 12 o'clock, we have our opening ceremonies. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple of our dignitaries will say a few things. They will cut a ceremonial cake on stage, which is good. Um, Rather than having one huge cake, 
Uh, it'll be a smaller cake, but off to the side, after they finish doing the ceremony mm-hmm. cut, there will be cupcakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, they, people can come and get a free cupcake. Yeah. I think we'll have a thousand cupcakes. So get there quick. Get there quick. <laughs> yes. It sounds like a lot, but... Uh, yes, French George. People love their cupcakes. Yes. Okay, Doug, we're going to take a quick break. Come back and talk some more with Canada Day in the park after nine. Ecom is managing extraordinary 911 volumes this year with calls already exceeding those of the heat dome in 2021. Help protect 911 resources by using the system responsibly. Only call 911 when immediate emergency assistance is required from police, fire, and ambulance. Know your location and exact address when available in case you need to call 911. And carry your phone carefully to prevent pocket dials of 911. Use this valuable resource responsibly to keep 911 lines open for emergency calls only. Ron's Hole in the Wall is now open six days a week in the Q3 Creative Business Hub. Stop by and check out his great assortment of books, magazines, DVDs, and collectibles. Tuesday through Friday between 10 and 2. Ron's Hole in the Wall is also open during the Q3 Community Market, Saturday from 8.30 to 2. Drop in regularly as always something different in store. Ron's Hole in the Wall now open Tuesday through Saturday in the Q3 Creative Business Hub, downtown at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. The CNIB Wheels of Fortune Car Raffle and 50-50 Draw are underway. You could win a totally refurbished 1964 Mercury Comet Caliente. All proceeds support CNIB programs in B.C. Tickets for both the Car Raffle and 50-50 Draw are available at cnib.rafflenexus.com. Grand prize draws will be made August 8th. The CNIB Wheels of Fortune Car Raffle and 50-50 Draw. B.C. Gaming License Numbers 139745 and 139102. Purchase your tickets by August 7th. Finish Point's half to full day retreats can offer a much needed opportunity for your board and or staff to develop and re-engage as a team. Their delivery model is nimble, flexible, and in tune with your organizational culture and context based on unique goals and situation. Vantage Point will create a session that delivers relevant and collaborative learning that is engaging, cost-effective, accessible, and inclusive. Full details are available on the board and staff retreats page under services at the Vantage Point It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Doug, we are talking about Canada Day in the Park coming up on Saturday, which, amazingly enough, is Canada Day. Now, you said you've been with Parks and Recreation for more than 30 years. That's correct. When Canada Day falls on a weekend, have you noticed, are there usually more people coming out, or does it not seem to matter too much? It's a statutory holiday, and you know what? We have lots of people Every single year. Yeah. I was just wondering, because I was thinking the other thing is Saturday, first day of July, a lot of people will have the Monday off. So some people might say, well, let's go to the lake on the long weekend. If, it, if Canada Day is in the middle of the week, it's kind of like, well, we got this one day. Yeah, we'll go out of the park. I'm sure that our lakes will be busy, but yes. the Clay Clay Today Memorial Park will also be busy. And oh. it's, again, it's a be- it's supposed to be a beautiful day. Yeah. So we'll have lots of people that come out to enjoy the weather and enjoy community yeah and as you're saying earlier if you are able to walk uh check pg transit see if they do have the special buses running that day because parking can be interesting in that area (laughs) it's yes it is always interesting yes um and we always ask people to obey the rules of the road Mm -hmm. don't park in fire fire hydrant no don't double park people no don't block in someone's driveway. You know, they might yes. want to go someplace and it's no fun for them. No. So just be cautious of where you are. And 
enjoy. You you walk to the park from wherever you're parked and um, enjoy the park. And just so people are aware, I have been there a few times for Canada Day. And a couple of times I have actually ended up parked on, I guess you could say, the far side of uh, Queensway from the park. And I learned very early that if you're not there right around, well, even say a quarter to 11, because things start at 11, but that doesn't mean that's when people are going to start showing up. Uh, if you're not there early and you see a parking spot five or six blocks away, take it. The odds are you're not going to find anywhere closer anyways. It's it's one of those things that if you lived in a larger community, you would be happy to be parking that far away. Yes. That, for them, is really close. Yeah. Um, in our community, we always like to park really close, and yeah. we're used to it. Yes. But, again, it's a beautiful day, and yeah. it's a long day, so enjoy the walk. Yeah. And, for, and it happens once a year. Correct. Canada Day, I think, is really the only year, or the only day of the year, that you have something happening in the park full time. Well, well, this year, we've got well, National Indigenous Day now we have. We but. we have the parks are very busy. Yes, uh, some of the events are much larger than others. This mm-hmm. by far for the whole, entire community, oh. it is a largest annual single day event that we have in the community. Um, so, like I said, ten to twenty thousand people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like that necessarily um, in some parts of the park. It'll look busy. Yeah, but it's a big park as well. It's a big park, and people aren't there for the full seven hours. That's correct. Some of them will come early, grab the food early. Stick around maybe for the cake at noon, and then they're going to leave before it gets possibly quite hot in the afternoon. Yep. You have families will go to the playground for a little while. They might yep. go to the spray park, which will be open. So yes. there's lots of different things that people can spread them out through the entire yeah. park. And again, that's the thing, is there's stuff happening at the Copar stage for the full seven hours. And if you want to just sit there for the full seven hours, that's great. But you're probably going to want at some point because your stomach's going to say, "I'm smelling some really good stuff coming from behind us." The I food think is, should go. <laughs> the food, the food is wonderful. Yes. and um, I always say, test out, experiment. Yes, and like I said earlier with with our family, you know, if you have a plate and you don't like one thing, then someone else in the family will polish it off and you'll be yeah. okay. Yeah, I guess the other option you could is if you've got a few friends, each of you goes to a different food booth gets a plate full of food, and then you all come back, and it's like a potluck. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, is it sort of the usual suspect, shall we say, in terms of the food? Like, if people have been to Canada Day before, do you know if there's any new um, booths? I couldn't tell you exactly no. which ones have always been there. What yeah. no, I know we have five of our multicultural heritage society groups will be there. Yeah. So it's uh, the Chinese, the... Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Indian group will be there. There's some Japanese food, so we have a lot of that. Yeah. Um, we have things like the uh, White Goose Bistro. We'll mm-hmm. have some of the, the, the trucks as well. Last yeah. year, I think, was the first year we got a lot of those food trucks. Yes. This year, we have a mix of both. Okay. Which would be really good. And the food trucks will be parked in the park. That's correct. Okay. Absolutely. So if you go to, for instance, the Chinese Benevolent Society, mm-hmm. um, when you buy, purchase their food, it goes towards helping their organization right. for the entire year. Yeah. This is their fundraiser. So mm-hmm. this is a really important time of a year for them. Huh? And they want to share their culture. Yes. So th- not only that, that particular group is also having a lion dance right after the oh. opening ceremony. Yeah. So we have those kind of integrated things between these yeah. groups. Because food, 
entertainment culture. It's all really important for everyone because to experience. it is most cultural events. So you got the food and the entertainment, and so you may be at a food booth, and the person you're getting your order from may say, "Okay, hang on a sec. I'm going to have to have so and so take your order. I've got to go and get ready to go on stage." <laughs> I, I'm not sure how they're going to organize that kind of stuff, but they they they're it's up to them, and they're yes. very good at it because they've done it for 50 oh, years. Yeah, well, some of them. Those Some, those those member yes. groups have been there for a very very long yeah. time, so they know what they're doing, and it's good food. Now, do you leave it up to the food groups themselves to figure out who's going to be where in the park, or is there a map no. that you guys give them? Um, yeah, we calculate this stuff out. They oh, all okay. need power. We have to make sure yes. they all have enough power. Some need water. We have to make sure they have water. Yes, and we want to make sure that it's they don't impede on each other. And and vie for certain spots. Mm. So we absolutely look at the what goes where and and plan that all out. Mm. Absolutely. So from one year to the next, do you try to move them around a little bit so that one group doesn't always have the same spot? It changes from year to year. Some yeah. they they requ- they need to be in certain places. Yeah. Again, power is a yeah. big thing. Yes. So if if you need to plug into fifty amp power, you can only be in certain places. Yeah. So they uh, so they. The other nice thing, though, is that means you have to go down the entire row to find all the people you're looking for. I would encourage you to walk up and down at least twice, mm-hmm. figure out what you want, and then go from there. Um, some of the lineups are, are long, but some of them are very quick as well. Yes. So um, don't, be a, don't be afraid of the longer lines. Some are slower than others, but some of them can go very, yeah. very speedy. So, And the other possibility is if you can make this work for your hunger pangs, Maybe go and get something early, like say between 11 and noon, and then figure I'm going to come back around 2 or 3 when the lineups probably won't be quite as long because everybody's going to have already had lunch. You know, at least that's the theory. That would be a good theory. You could, yes. if you really time it, you could have lunch and supper. Yes. Right? Have an early lunch and an early supper. Have it around 5 because it, it does go till 6. Yes. It goes until 6. And this year, that is when Canada Day ends for the city because you're talking about how nice the weather is. Well, that nice weather has had an effect on one thing that's normally associated with Canada Day. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, with the warm, dry weather, yes, um, it's not safe for us to have fireworks this mm-hmm. year. I know um, people love to see the fireworks, yeah, uh, and it's a staple for candidates across the country. Uh, but we want to ensure that things are safe. Um, and because there is a fire ban, um, mm-hmm. we have advertised because we didn't know about the f- no. we didn't know if the fire ban was going to actually continue. Yeah. But uh, yeah, late last week, there we made the decision that it was not safe for us to do yeah. the fireworks. So um, they're not going to happen this year, unfortunately. Now the fireworks are normally held from Connaught Hill, are they not? I you know, remember. over the years, the Multicultural Heritage Society has done it from a variety of different okay. locations. They've done it from Connaught Hill. Yeah. It seems to be a staple. It's yeah. nice and high to start with. But they've also done it from the park. Mm-hmm. They've done it from, I think they've even done it at uh, um, the exhibition grounds at one point. Okay. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. Because I know when they've done it from Connaught Hill, they've usually also had to remind people Connaught Hill is closed for the entire day. Because they don't want people driving up into the middle of the fireworks. 
Yeah, it takes so. them some time to set up, but that's so. that's for this year. For this year, you, you can go up Canal Hill. Go up yeah. Canal Hill, enjoy yourself. There will be no fireworks, no. so you, you can go have a picnic up there. Yeah. Get your food at the park. Yeah, walk to Canal Hill and enjoy it at the top of the hill if you really like to do that kind of thing. Yeah, it's entirely and up to you. You will definitely work up an appetite going up the hill. It, it is a little bit of a trek. So, Doug Hofstad. Community Coordinator, City of Prince George. Again, where can people find all the information on Canada Day? If you go to the city's website, princegeorge.ca slash Canada Day, it will have uh, which food vendors we have there, and it will have a little map, and it will have the schedule for the entertainment. Great. And it will also say that it's from 11 to 6 o'clock. Yes. Okay, Doug, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, take a quick break and be back with more after 9. A new set of beach volleyball courts were created for last year's BC Summer Games in Prince George. The courts are beside the YMCA and are generally open with nets installed from May through September, weather permitting. The courts are available for use from 7 to 9 daily, normal city park hours, on a first-come, first-served basis. Users are asked to be courteous and adjust your planned use time accordingly if groups are waiting. Get out and enjoy the great new recreational facility from the city of Prince George. The Spruce City Lions Club has a Recycle for Sight collection box at the Seniors Resource Center. Drop off no longer used prescription and non-prescription glasses, sunglasses, and readers, even if they're broken. Donated glasses will be cleaned, categorized by prescription, and prepared for distribution to people in developing countries. Used hearing aids are also being accepted. The Spruce City Lions Club Recycle for Sight collection box in the new Seniors Resource Center, 1330 Fifth Avenue. Step back in time to celebrate Canada's birthday with Dominion Day, Saturday from 10 to 4 at Hubble Homestead. Stop by for some old-fashioned fun with heritage demonstrations like ice cream and butter making, turn-of-last-century contests and games, cake, entertainment, and more. Full details are available online at hubblehomestead.ca. Don't miss the fun. Dominion Day celebrations, Saturday from 10 to 4 at Hubble Homestead, 40K North off Highway 97 on Mitchell Road. Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. A 30% chance of showers this afternoon with the risk of a thunderstorm. A high of 27 with a high UV index. Partly cloudy tonight. A 30% chance of showers early this evening and the risk of a thunderstorm. A low of 11. For Wednesday, sunny in the morning. A mix of sun and cloud with a 60% chance of showers in the afternoon. A high of 29 with a high UV index. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And if it's the end of the sixth month, then that must mean the Prince George Public Library has put out its folders for the seventh and eighth months of the year, which happen to be July and August. Jen Rubidoux from the library joins me. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Alan. Again, this idea you guys came up with, when did you guys come up with the idea for the separate pamphlets? For children, teens, and adults. What, this is what, about the third or fourth set of them? This is the fourth set. So basically so from the beginning of the year. it started this year. Wow. So basically we used to have like individual what we called handbills. Yes. And oh. um, we always had too many programs to even fit on the stand. And then it was like a bit and crazy. I would go in there and try to get some out for public service yeah. announcements. And I'd be going... Like it was great in in its concept, but um, Kathleen, who's relatively new to our team, so she started last fall, we were trying to think about like, how do we reimagine what we do? And so Mm. not only did we reimagine the program brochure, but we reimagined the way and the timing that we actually develop our programs. Mm. So we now do them in two month blocks. Right. And so then we then decided, well, we would make 
these program brochures that are then one for ch- uh, for the kids, yeah. one for teens, and one for adults. And then it allows you... So s- maybe your eye got caught by, you know, the story safari mm. for the kids. You would have maybe just picked that one, and then you would have missed that there was also Lego time. Yes. So this way, you're grabbing the brochure that's for the whole age group and demographic, and then you're able to see, like, this beautiful little snippet of all the things that are happening over that two-month period. Yeah. Now, it's not all of them, but it's most of them. Um, the other thing is, if you pick up the pamphlet, don't forget to open it up all the way, because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of stuff right in the middle. Yeah, it's got a fun fold. So Kathleen yes. loves fun folds. <laughs> so, um, And I just love her creativity. So, yeah, there's lots happening. Well, and okay, let's start right off the bat Yeah, with maybe a little bit more explanation on what I was just talking about with Doug Hofstad from the city, Canada Day in the Park, and he just sort of casually mentioned the library was going to be there. Yeah, so um, it's part of what we call our story safari, so tales around town. Mm. So basically what we've done is we were getting lots of requests from the community to come out and um, be at their events, and many of them were happening on Saturdays. And so what we decided to do was we created this story safari. So it's basically the library is out and about in the community. And so rather than just seeing us in our natural uh, Environment. environment, you'll see us out in other places. So we've got Canada Day um, and Clitley Tenay Memorial Park yeah. um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, we'll be at the BMO Kids Art Days on Saturday, July 8th oh, in Canada Games I'm going to be interviewing somebody about that next week. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> um, the week after that, we're at Hubble Homestead for the mm. Kids Carnival. Right. The week after that, we're at the Summerfest Kids and Youth Day uh-huh. at Veterans Plaza. And then we're having our own PGPL out in the community at Clayton Tenay Memorial Park where we're going to have a family fun day. Um, so it's the first time we're really doing this um, post-pandemic, if you mm-hmm. will. I hate, yeah. hate referring to it. But we in the past, many, many years ago, we had, we had done kind of these larger Mm. days out in the park and it was thanks to people like Doug um, and then our team so Doug from the city who you were just hearing from we're like how do we activate these spaces so we decided well let's have a family fun day in the park and so that's going to be at Clayton Tanay Memorial Park on July 29th so it's basically every Saturday in July we're out and about in the community so you're on this Saturday Mm -hmm. on the long weekend Mm -hmm. but you're not on the Saturday in August for the long weekend. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So it's just five yes. Saturday safaris for July. Wow. And then um, then we, we kind of get into some other stuff like yep. the cardboard armor splashdown and a few <laughs> other uh, cool things later yes. in the summer that will we'll take uh, some precedence. So. But what else is happening in July? Oh, so I much. Know. So much. I've okay. got literally Let's, three brochures full. I noticed so, that. Well, so, some of them, I have <laughs> noticed going through them, we should mention that some of the events are repeated in yes. one, from one brochure to another. Yes, yeah, some of them are. are. So one that I really want to highlight, which is a bit of a staple in the summer, mm. is the the Summer um, Reading Club. Mm. So the Summer Reading Club is a way that encourages youth in our community to 
not only keep reading during the summer, but to come out to activities. So mm-hmm. we have what's called the Summer Reading Club, yeah. and we have it at both branches. So it's Wednesdays in the heart yeah. at the Nachaco branch and Thursdays at the downtown Bob Harkins branch. And so they're both days, they're from 1030 to 1130. Um, they're kind of targeted for five to nine-year-olds, mm-hmm. um, and, and we've got a bit of a, a one for older, but it's... It, that's what it's kind of targeted towards. There's arts, there's crafts, there's sometimes stories mm-hmm. uh, included. Um, and then you can get your summer reading challenge booklet Ooh. where you get stickers. Like the passport. Yes. Yes. And um, so we're pretty excited. So this year, the theme mm. is a journey through time. So the graphics Ooh. are pretty fun. It's like dinosaurs. Yes. And some of them are wearing so like alien crazy. Like. I don't know. It's it's adorable. I quite like it. I see a robot. Um, <laughs> I see a flying something wearing a beret, I think, it looks like. I, yeah, that's. I think it's a flying dinosaur, maybe. Okay. I'm not entirely a, sure. There's a cat, there's a cat you know. flying through the air with... Metallic with a jet, wings and jetpack. With a jetpack on. I quite, I quite like the flying cat. I get the feeling that may have been built by this dinosaur we see down the corner because he's wearing a science, uh, he's wearing a lab coat. It's possible. Including the uh, pocket protector with yep. the pen. <laughs> so our summer reading challenge, we kick it off this year with our magic show. So um. we have, um, so thanks to a grant that's done through like all of the north. Yes. Um, magician Leaf David will be touring to libraries throughout our region. And we get to kick off our summer reading program with his show. So it's on Friday, July 7th at 3 o'clock, which is right when the BMO Kids Art Days on Friday ends. So you... Finish up BMO Kids out in the plaza yeah. and then come inside the library for a magic show. Again, it's always free. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an all-ages show. It's a journey through time magic show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very well-reviewed. It sounds like he's yeah. going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then we're finishing it up with the Touch a Truck event on Friday, August 11th. Now, shout out, though. I could use some help. So we did a, like a shout out I'm for not, trucks. I'm not going to say anything. And we didn't get as Ooh. many trucks. There's so many people who want to come, but if we don't have trucks in the plaza, it's going to kind of defeat the purpose. Yes. So if anybody out there listening, you have a truck, you have a cool car, mm. you've got a dump truck, a skid steer, you got, like an old school bus. You have something that you think some kid is going to think is cool. We want you at the plaza with us on um, August 11th. So you can reach out to us um, at the library. Just call the main number and ask that you're interested in being a truck vendor Mm -hmm. um, and you'll get put through to the team there that's organizing this event. But we're really looking for some more trucks to help fill that space because there's lots of people that want to come see it. But it won't be quite as magical if we don't have as many uh, vehicles there. Okay, We're going to take a quick break. You betcha. I'm thinking we still got a fair bit to talk about (laughs) after nine. (laughs) As the province of B.C. has prohibited campfires in the Prince George Fire Centre due to increased fire risk, use of fireworks is also prohibited. This means Saturday's Canada Day in the Park fireworks have been cancelled. The City of Prince George Fire Protection and Emergency Response Bylaw gives the fire chief the authority to institute this ban in the interest of public safety. Although the fireworks won't go ahead, Canada Day celebrations will take place as planned Saturday from 11 to 6 in Clayton Lay to Memorial Park. 
Foodie Fridays is returning to downtown Prince George after a three-year absence. Foodie Fridays will run once a week from now until September 1st. Join in the fun at the Canada Games Plaza and support your local vendors and entertainers. Those who want to take part as vendors or entertainers can email services at princegeorge.ca. Foodie Fridays, once a week between 12 and 4 at the Canada Games Plaza. Kaylin has just learned that she's not as human as she thought she was. Now she needs to figure out who she is and if she can trust Ronan, a man with more secrets than he's willing to share. Be on hand at Books & Company Saturday, July 8th, as local author Sarah Neeson presents her first novel, Trust in the Smoke. Meet the author and pick up your signed copy, Trust in the Smoke by Sarah Neeson. The book launch, Saturday, July 8th from 11.30 to 2.30 at Books & Company, 4th and Winnipeg. Transforming not-for-profit leadership, Vantage Point is the top site for not-for-profit resources in BC. Check out Vantage Point's latest blog for the do's and don'ts of starting a non-profit. Receive insight into the top legal tips on the startup process as well as ways to avoid issues down the road, the next steps for your vision, benefits of incorporating possible membership structures, and more. Check out this latest blog post and more at thevantagepoint.ca. The Vantage Point, transforming not-for-profit leadership. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Jen, a lot of stuff for kids coming up at the library in July. But are you leaving the teens and the adults out in the cold, such as it is? Never. Okay. Didn't Ever. think so. So there's, um, we've got a, a fair bit of stuff going on for the teens. So we've got our teens famous painting. We've got that was, our, that was a program that I noticed looked different. That's yeah. something you haven't done before. Though. Well, actually, we did it last year, but it was okay. such a hit okay. that, um, we just felt like we needed to do it again. So, um, it runs, um, a few Tuesdays this mm-hmm. summer. So July 11th, 25th, and August 8th. Yeah. And then we've got our teen alliance, which is really great. Yeah. Lego time. And then, we have um, our cardboard armor splashdown. That one's in okay. August, um, so I won't go into too much detail, yeah. but we did it okay. last year for the kids, and yeah. we decided, well... Why can't the teens also have yes. that much fun? So I'll save that one for for next time. Yeah. But um, it's a super fun program. And then similar to the um, summer reading program mm-hmm. that we have for the kids, we developed a 10 to teens summer challenge Ooh. as well as an adult summer challenge. Ooh. So okay. basically each one for the 10s to teens as well as the adults, there's a variety of challenges. They're broken into time blocks. Right. You have a series of things you need to do and each time you do it you get your name in a ballot to win some pretty epic prizes so um it, it's a really great thing. Um, the Teen Summer Challenge is actually embedded right into the Teen Program Brochure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for it, just grab that Teen Program Brochure, and it'll also be available online. And then for the adults, we have like quite a bit of stuff happening um, this summer. So I want to touch on one that's brand new that I think is really cool. It took me a bit to me- like mentally imagine what this was. It's called the Sit Stand Line Dance. So, I was like envisioning. I'm like, are we all on rolly chairs? And we're like, <laughs> right? Be, and we're that'd like, be, that'd be fun. It would dangerous. be fun. <laughs> so we're not on rolly chairs, Aww. but we're doing all the movements of the line dance, kicking our feet while seated. So this is an awesome, okay, yeah. awesome program. It's very similar to our seated tai chi. So it takes yes. the same time period mm-hmm. of our seated tai chi um, for the summer months. We're doing yeah. this G- gives stand Tom, line dance. I think it's Tom, Tom is the yeah. instructor. Gives him a little bit of time yes, off. Yes, he wanted a holiday. 
holiday, and okay. so we found this really it, cool. And you we let did. Have- I know. We must really you are like getting. Them. You are getting <laughs> soft. <laughs> I am a bit of a softie. It's oh. true. Um, we've got our Easy Being Green uh, Thursday, mm. July 6th. Yeah. Um, and so that one's all about composting. So right. food and okay. yard waste. So that's yeah. a great one to be talking about. Let me take a wild guess. Is Reaps involved with that? Of course they are. Our beautiful partners, Reaps. See, without even looking at the brochure. You know. Just saying Easy Being Green, I was thinking, gee, don't ask me what REAPS stands for because I can never remember. Me neither, but it's all caps. Yes. So it's not, it stands for something. <laughs> it is. It's an acronym. Yes. <laughs> We've got some Make Art from Junk on July 18th. We've got our Queers Games Night. Mm. Um, we have our English Conversation Group. So a right. lot of the English Conversation uh, Groups at other locations, mm. like IMSS and the Sacre yeah. Canadien Francais, they close during the summer. So this gives an opportunity for those people who want to continue with their English speaking mm-hmm. um, skills to come together in a super chill environment and be able to just casually come have conversations with people and speaking of casual i can i can see the picture of it down in the corner there yes the this ukule- one the, the ukulele jam yes. oh i love the ukulele jam it's so good it makes my heart warm every time i come down the stairs and i hear it now, one other one that i noticed that i would like you to maybe talk about a little bit yes is something coming up next week actually yes. on tuesday so we have i think this is really cool because it makes a joke you're really a fun guy so we have can you turn that mic down (laughs) we have a mushroom identification program for all you fun guys out there Uh Uh, and gals we should mention fun guys and gals Um, so it's a beginner's guide to mushroom identification it's on Tuesday July 4th from 6.30 to 7.30 um, always free downtown branch Um, with the Northern British Columbia Mycological Society I always just love that word right? mycological so yes. cool and if you're going to be out and about this summer in the wilderness knowing what mushrooms might be safe to ingest is probably not a bad thing uh absolutely yes yeah um, we also have a yarn swap at the end of July. That's oh, pretty cool. Yes. So um, you can come down. It's called Swap Your Stash. So you bring your stash of yarn that maybe mm. you bought, but then you decided, you know, no. oh, just you don't quite love yeah. this shade or maybe it's too thick or what have you. You can come down and literally swap it out with other people's yarn. Mm. And if you don't have yarn to swap, you can also um, do it by donation. Okay. So um, super great. We have a Masterminds. Yes. Uh, Lego, The Hangout, Family movies, story walk, like story, story time is continuing. Yes, we, we just we have it all. Yes, we have and, it all at the library. And all of these things can be found very easily in these pamphlets that they, they now have. Now, where are the pamphlets kept? So the ca- pamphlets they're they're on both floors of okay. the downtown right. branch, um, kind of by the main service desks right. on the second floor and the main service desk on the first okay. floor, and then they're also at the Nachaco branch. Mm. But Kathleen has also just made digital versions of them. <gasps> Huzzah! <sighs> it's very exciting. So Why now for entering the twentieth century. Woo! Well, we've been there for a while, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So now we've um, we've got a way for people to be able to just mm. go through digitally because. What's tricky is that the way that the pamphlets fold out oh. is that you couldn't just, they're not all the same size. So anyway, we found a way, we got a program, and uh, we now are able to share those online as now, well. One thing, because I was in the library last week, mm-hmm. I have to ask, has the access been 
improved yes. again. Oh, yeah, good. so our, our doors are working again, which oh, is really exciting. So those are all replaced, and we're we're back oh. to normal, if you will. So that's very very exciting. Normal. Yes. At the library. Yeah. That's uh, using the term very loosely. No, I say, <laughs> well, I, I am there, a little out. I was there last week, and <laughs> I was. It took me a few extra minutes to try to figure out. Okay, how do I get in? Well, there is a sign that says you could use the ramp or the stairs. Yes. Yeah. And so I eventually open the found plaza that. Side. Yes. Yeah. I eventually did, found that. It, it does make it, a, it wasn't as accessible and lovely as we like our space to be. Yes. So we're very happy that our um, our glass sliding door has been repaired and we're back yes. up to full operation. I, and think, I think the biggest problem was I parked over by the Civic Center. So I came oh, through the Civic Center. and then you came down and yeah. then... And then we're like, I, I, I have to go back yeah. up. And and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got my steps in. You did. Yes. Yeah. So, Jen Rubido from the library, you were saying digital. Yeah. That means they're online. Of course. What's the website? Uh, PGPL.ca. You say that like I should know it. I should. PGPL.ca. But, but some people out there might not know it. Yeah, the so, Prince George Public Library. Yes. PGPL.ca. Or you can just Google search. You could also Google search, but... Um, we've got lots of stuff online as well, so yes. uh, make sure to check us out. But if you go on to the events, all of them will be listed there. But there's like access to ebooks and audiobooks, and we have so many online courses. So if you're looking to do something a little different this summer, we've got you covered. Sounds great. Yeah. Jen Rubido, Prince George Public Library, as always, thank you very much for coming in, and we'll probably talk in about a month. Sounds wonderful. Thank okay. you for having me. That'll do it for today's show. Um, Kylie and Darren in tomorrow. After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 10. And for past shows, check out the archives link at CFISFM.com. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at Yahoo.ca. This is Community Radio 93.1 CFISFM, proudly supported by Prince George businesses like Copar Administration.